Good morning, Matovu. Matovu. What a good morning it is. It's the coffee schmooze. You knew that. We all knew that. Here I have my cup of coffee from my new favorite bodega. I live by four different bodegas for for those who aren't familiar with the term, a bodega is a little corner store, which they have delis and then like canned foods, drinks, kind of just all the little essentials that you need. You know, all the little, everything, like everything you need, beans, pasta, pasta sauce, rice, paper towels, Coca-Cola, cigarettes, Advil, um, it's just a it's like the perfect mini mart for the metropolitan man and uh or woman or anywhere on the gender spectrum and anyways i've I found a new favorite one and I was there I go there because they I really like the chicken over rice they make and um I go there and then one time I noticed. Another customer putting money into a plastic cup on top of the deli counter. And I was like, oh, that must be the tip cup. So I said to the guy, I said, look, you, you got to put a sign on the tip cup. You got Right now it's just a cup and there's some money in it, but I didn't see it. And then you take it personal if someone doesn't give you a tip. But it's not their fault. They just didn't see it. You know, and they laughed, whatever. He's like, all right, brother, all right, brother, I'll put put a sign on it. Lo and behold, last night I go in there and there's a sign on it. And I see someone see the sign and put money in the tip cup. And so I said, look, you fought. Look, that was my idea. That was my idea. And then another guy there was like, the cashier guy was like, you should get a cut. And I said, I'll take 10%. And the, the guy behind the counter was like, yes, brother, 10%. So that made me feel good. That made me feel integrated into the community. And then the cashier was like, well, why aren't you, you guys aren't going to negotiate? You aren't going to negotiate? You're just going to set on 10%? Why aren't you going to push them down to 5% to, you know, 3%? And the deli guy was like, I don't want to fight, you know? And that's what I was feeling. I was like, I don't really feel the fight. You know, I'm done fighting. We don't need to fight. There's there's no need to fight. And that lesson carried home to later that evening where I got an email from an attorney that I did some research for. And my philosophy in because I work on time. I bill by the hour. And my and there's no one checking. It's all on faith. So my philosophy is to just be Always truthful. Never lie about my time. Never. Do not lie about the time. Because then it's, you know, then it's all good on my end. Then I can sleep at night and it's not a crazy game. So I'm, I I said, hey, like, I'd like a deposit of eight hours for this project. And then when I sent him the final product, I gave him the honest report and uh, only wrote four hours. And said, if you'd like me to do any other work, please let me know, you know, because then he could fill up the time on the retainer. Anyways, he hit me up last night being like, hey, can I can I have a refund on the rest of the hours? And I just gave it to him. 
I didn't even I just gave it to him. It was rightly his, obviously, but I could have stucked around, but I didn't. I didn't do that because I learned from the bodega it's important not to fight. It's just important not to fight. So that's so that that was one experience of integrating in the community, getting a lesson from the community, and then taking that to my work life. The other day I was um so there's been a like there's a snowstorm in Texas right now, but the, and there's there's crazy weather everywhere. But maybe last week or the week before there was um an insane snowstorm here. And my internet kept breaking. It kept not working. And so I'd have to unplug, replug, unplug, replug. And I finally was like, this is this has to be more than the snowstorm. This can't just be the snowstorm. So I call Spectrum. And I tell Spectrum what's going on. And the phone operator said, well, we we need to send someone over to your apartment today to figure it out. And then I got very nervous. I was like, my, you're going to send, you're going to put someone, a strange person in my apartment? Because like, this is my safe space. This is, it's like my space, my safe space. I'm the king. This is my domain. And I was, I got a little like scared letting some stranger into my safe space. But I needed internet. So I said, okay. And they give you a time window or whatever. And, you know, I was, I think I was going through a stressful period. And when I go through a stressful period, unfortunately, I revert to an old habit that I wish that I, that I broke, that I broke, but I, I revert back sometimes when I'm really stressed, probably like realistically once a month, you know, where I'll be just smoking some cigarettes, you know, because I'm not a drug user and I don't drink alcohol. So, and my really, my only vice is eating unhealthy. So it's kind of a boring life. So sometimes I get a little, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm just, I get suckered into the menthol cigarettes. But just on that note, recently, every time I've had an urge, in my head, my my head says no. It's like a louder no now. It's a louder no, and I listen to the no. It it's a louder no. So I think I've really broken up with that parasite, the cigarette it being the parasite. But last week or so, that was not the case. Um, and granted, I realize I'm saying that I had this old big breakup when it was only a, a week ago, but it may have been two weeks ago. And look, whatever, okay? So anyways, I was sitting, I was I was smoking cigarettes, I was all nervous, Mercury was in retrograde, I'm very sensitive to the, the astrological movings of the planets and stars, very sensitive individual, and I'm out there, and so I'm on, the, I'm on my uh, floor smoking cigarettes, and I just, I was painting naked ladies, I was feeling... I was feeling creatively stopped up. I was blocked up. And 
and I wanted to paint, but I was just struggling with the painting. I didn't know what to do. I was just, I was in, I was in turmoil. And so I thought to myself, like, when in turmoil, go back to the basics, and why don't you just paint, just paint some naked ladies? Like, you love naked ladies. Everybody loves naked ladies. People have been painting naked ladies for centuries. It's like, it's almost, you could, I think it's, pretty i think you could argue that it's a part of the human condition to paint naked ladies i think one of my favorite friends who's a painter painted um i think naked virgin naked virgin marys i think that was her thing that was like her style anyways it was very good she was very good very talented painter um but anyways i was on my floor and i was painting the naked ladies and then the spectrum guy came up and he was this cool dude he was this black guy from saint vincent the islands and he had a nice island accent and i was i was so i was nervous and so i asked him i was like is it okay if i smoke and he said uh, he was like yeah man do whatever you have to do and then he was like i really like your painting and I said, thank you. And we like looked at the naked ladies together. And then he said, and I'm smoking. And he's like, I wish I could paint. My uncle's a painter, but I don't have it in me. And I said, honestly, I disagree with that completely. Because frankly, all you have to do is you look at, you look at something, you look at the line, and then you draw the line. And then you look at the other line, and then you draw the other line. And, you know, if you have some... If you have something to say, if you have whatever that spark is, if like that current of the universe is flowing through you, then it will look good. And if you don't have it, it will just look fine. But like that that's that's not the point. The point is doing it. You know? The point is doing it. He was like, Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm hanging out, smoking cigarettes, just like looking at the painting. And I asked him, I was like, you're, this job seems amazing you know like do you like your job because to me it seems like the dopest job you get to just drive around and you go into all these different worlds and you get to see all the different people and it's all different like for example you you know you didn't know when you were coming to my house that you'd be like coming out upon some neurotic guy having like having a severe you know being very anxious smoking cigarettes painted naked ladies like you know, this is a, this is a world in here. And he was like, yeah, he was like, I don't even consider it a job. I think, I think of it more as a hobby because I enjoy it because every customer is different. He said, sometimes spectrum really tries to get him to do too many jobs in a day, but like, he doesn't take that personally, but he's really, en he really enjoys the job. And so we were just vibing. We were just vibing. He told me, he was like, yeah, man, he preferred to date long distance. Like this guy was a true journeyman. You know, he was just he was a true he was a true traveler. He was he was like he was like a true witness to the world, you know? He he just he told me he was like my girlfriend's in Canada and I see her once a month and like that's kind of the perfect amount of time for both of us and then I just, you know, chill here and uh work and do do spectrum runs. 
But he said he wanted to. He's a country boy at heart. He's lived in New York for nine years, but he's a country boy at heart, and he just wants to. Um, he wants to move somewhere slow, and I was like, I was like, what? I doubt. I doubt he'll do it. I don't. I think it's really hard. Even if you're a country person at heart, I really think it's hard. once you live in New York. I I really think it's hard to leave. I really think it's hard to leave. I really do. It's it's it it's Pandora's box. You're totally fucked. And everywhere you live, you just compare it to New York. And maybe like when you get to a different place in life where you know, you and your partner want more space and want to live a suburban lifestyle, then you move to a suburb, but I don't know. I think it would, you know, if you don't need that if you're not a person who craves a ton of space, I don't see why you'd leave. I really don't. But anyways, I'm sitting there smoking cigarettes, looking at the painting, and I was like, I was like, it needs balance. The top corner is off balance. It needs balance. What do you think, man? What do you think? And he was like, oh, I don't know. You're the artist. And I said, no, we're doing this together. What color? You have a sense. What color do you think should go there? He was like, oh, well, maybe if you make it a light blue, a light baby blue. So I poured the white out. I poured the blue and I mixed it up. And he was like, yes, that's the color. And then I just took one brush stroke, put it across there, and we both looked at it. And he was like, all right, stop. No more. It's done. So the painting became a collaboration with the Spectrum guy. And it was really exciting. It was, a, it was a nice naked lady painting. And I was able to sell that painting. So that was a special moment. That was a special universe moment to be able to collab with the Spectrum guy who's really kind of just a wandering teacher, you know, just a wandering teacher. He just, he just sees the world. He said he was like, I should, he wanted to write. That's what he was saying to me. He was like, I had, he's like, I could write. I, the things I see, I could write. So I tried to encourage him. I was like, maybe write a journal every day. You know, what you see is the Spectrum guy is amazing. You have this amazing worldview. But guys like him, like those, it's crazy how, like, the, you know, the bartender, the barber, the spectrum guy, the cab driver, like those jobs where they just see, like, the, 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 total, the totality of humans, like, you see every walk of life goes through these um, trades, you know those those people have so much wisdom you know they those jobs are the, the like the real philosophers i was speaking to a, my lift driver the other day he was this older guy he was middle eastern i think he was egyptian but he was like he was like david you know this is what i figured out i'm happy but, you know, the circumstances in my life make it so that a person wouldn't be happy. I mean, I have two kids. All my money goes to my bills. My rent is too high. But I'm happy. 
And the reason I'm happy is because I just accept life for what it is. I'm in total acceptance. He was like, this is my lot in life. And I accept it. And thus I am happy. And then I said to him, I agree with that. I, I agree with that philosophy. I think the, the the thing that gets young people caught up is see like you have two kids, you have bills, like you don't really have space in your life for ambition. No offense, but that's you're busy, like you, you're done. And he agreed. I said the thing with young people, and I'm almost 30, so I'm not really that young at all. I'm I'm not old, but you know, it's not cute anymore. It's like I'm just a dude. But I still have the childlike wonder. But I said to him, I said, the thing is with young people is that they have they have space for ambition. So they don't they feel like acceptance and ambition are mutually exclusive. Meaning that if they accept their life for what it is, they're afraid that they'll lose their ambition. So what they and they don't want to. So they feel like they'll only be happy once they achieve X, Y, and Z. And they fuck their whole life up. You fuck it up. If you don't accept the now, you fuck it up. You can still be ambitious, but you, but don't fuck it up. So that's what I was saying to him. And he was like, you're right, David. I totally agree. So we had a nice talk. We had a really nice talk, me and this guy. And then he, we were also talking about America. Because I, I was on the theme of like, why would you leave New York? And then we were on the topic of America. He said the philosophy of New Yorkers are off is the same as Americans. Americans don't want to live anywhere else. And I said, yeah, I mean, I, I, whenever I travel out of the country, I'm always happy to come back to America. I'm always, I'm like, I like it. I'm an American. I like America despite, despite all of its bullshit. And then his philosophy for why Americans like America, he's like, we like the system. We like that you can go to Starbucks every morning, order something on your phone, have it there. He said, we like the convenience of capitalism. That's why people like America. And that's like a harsher, that's a harsh take on it. But I would have to agree. I would have to agree with him on that. I, I agree. I like I like to be able to walk around and just be able to buy us buy some food, buy some clothes, and um, live a convenient life. But I also like the of America, and I, you know, I like. I don't like to be there often, but I like the you know the dark evil charm of small town America. You know. I like the good and the bad of America. I mean, I don't like the systematic racism and the disenfranchisement of people of color by any means. But I don't want to live anywhere else. It's not like other places in the world aren't evil. Like that's a it's a human problem. Humans are bad to each other. It doesn't excuse it, but I don't want to live you know, I don't want to live in Switzerland, you know, I don't want to live in Switzerland. I think, 
I, I honestly believe the truth of America can be found in rap music. I think rap music, for better or worse, is the purest American art form, and it reveals all of America's morals and ideas, whether good or bad. You know, I really believe that if rap music paints an accurate picture of the like of the American ideals, you know, and how, like, you know, like, like the violence, the misogyny, and the obsession with money, those are all very American. Though that's those are the problems of America. Like the wild cowboy attitude, the cowboy attitude that a lot of these rappers depict and describe, that's very American. It's it whether it's whether you you can take a moral judgment on those things. And obviously they're not good. But they're very real and it's very American. And the struggle and the moral line that that the the rap artist tolls and is describing and painting the pictures of America is human. And that's what all humans go through. And the fact that this beautiful music that is the pop music comes from people who were taken from their homeland and enslaved and built this country. That is really American too. Um, and it's, that's, you know, it's a dark, it's a dark world. It's a, you know, the, it's a cold world, baby. Um, but that's, but I, you know, but I really do believe rap music is the purest American art form. I mean, I guess you could say black music is the purest American art form. You know, all music. It, no, I don't think you can say. I think really all. I just like black music. I like black music. And I I tend to think black music's the best. But I that's just what I like. The Foo, I was listening to the Foo Fighters yesterday, and I was like, wow, these guys are incredible. So I don't think you can say one, you know. I don't know much music from Asia. I don't know Asian music. So I can't I can't speak to Asian music. I tend to gravitate towards black music. I like rock and roll too, but really I like black music. And that's all I'm going to say. That's it. That and it's just my personal experience. This is just one one guy discussing. And that's it. Thank you for your ears.